Okay, here we go. This is my day 18 on the uh, Camino de Santiago. So I am on the final hour of BK Lee's day four. He's walking from Uterga to Puente la Reina. Is that like King's Bridge, the, king, the bridge of the king? I dare say it is. Let's get my speed up to 4K. If you've just joined this, I'm following uh, the Camino on my treadmill from my home in Galway, Ireland. And uh, I'm uh, trying to do it every day, an hour a day. Missed yesterday. And the day before was one of my, I called it walking on empty. I just found it hard to get in the mood for talking about anything. I always usually end up being a little bit jokey. Not so much the last time. Not that I'm trying to be a comedian or anything. So today, Saturday the 6th of February 2021, here in Ireland, it's um, September, when is it for BK? I don't know, I can't, 2018 or 19, doesn't really matter. But it's a nice sunny day, it looks lovely. September is a good time to do the Camino, I think. I did September to October. These two women in front, I think they're women, are chatting away. It is kind of nice to walk with someone. I did most of it on my own, but the days that I met people and walked a bit with them, kind of, I walked faster and the time flew. But then I was always happy to be on my own again. So that's me, I guess. So uh, BK's catching up, aiming for pole position. I like that. I'll give him a bit of a boost here. I'm going up to 4.4. Okay. And we're about to overtake. What language are they speaking? Oh, English. mic there in the middle of the conversation so Apple Maps they're trying maps looking for the route they uh, must have been lost or BK must have been lost anyway the main news is pole position BK is like me quick chat and move on got some uh, business to do here Got a Camino to walk, it ain't gonna walk itself. I like your style. I think me bumping up to 4.4 must have helped him there. Let's go 4.6, let's go crazy here. God, I spent, honestly today, Saturday, I mean my deadline for my next submission for my book is tomorrow, Sunday. 
I didn't, and I've already extended a week. I did nothing today, very little yesterday, if any. And I ended up, woke up, had a coffee, went back to bed. Didn't get up for most of the day. It's a thing I do sometimes. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's so much tiredness as some psychological thing that I've had all my life. And it's hard to fight it. If I understood it, maybe it would be easier. I think it's like avoiding life. So I was, and today I was avoiding, here we're going under a tunnel here with white light. Oh, it's really mystical. <laughs> Not really, the tunnel isn't mystical, but you know, white light. They always use that, don't they, to show the afterlife and cheesy sort of movies or dramatic recreations of someone entering the light after conking out on an operating table. Didn't quite happen here. We're still, we're out of the tunnel. I can confirm. We've left our talking walkers, our walking talkers behind. And it's just BK and me in pole position. And it's, uh, looks like a nice day there. It's, night has fallen here in Ireland. It's 8.45 p.m. Here, I get my fan going. Will I write tonight? I don't know. I know people just say, oh, just put your head down and do it. Some big block going on. But then I always get to that at this stage in the books I've tried to write. It's partly because you could say the characters or the main character isn't developed enough, but I think, yeah, I've got some stuff to work out, but I don't think that's fully it. People like black and white answers for everything nowadays, but it's about something maybe bigger than the book, or maybe not. <laughs> I always cover myself, or maybe not. Sorry, I hit the mic again. This is, uh, I was just having a drink of water. Whew. So last time I found it hard to say anything. I'm the same this time. The only good news, you'd be glad to know, this walk, today's walk is short of an hour. It's like uh, <clears throat> 56 minutes. I'm going up to 4.8. What's the worst that could happen? worst that could happen, that could happen is I get a heart attack and let's not talk about that actually. Let's not joke about that. Um, so I sent uh, so two colleagues from work, two sisters uh, I mentioned yesterday, their father passed away suddenly. I was going to wait a week to text them but I just sent them both a heart emoji yesterday. I'm not a, I'm no emoji fan, and I'm certainly no uh, aficionado. You know, just that house we're passing here on the right, 
I'm just getting deja vu. I think, of course, it could be anywhere, but I think outside that house, there were two boys selling lemonade, or someone selling lemonade. Like something you read about in American books from, I was going to say from the 50s, even from now, it's like an American thing you see on TV shows, or used to see it in the 80s anyway. Don't see it that much in Ireland. Of course, we don't get the lemonade weather that much. They're the kind of kids that grow up to be Bill Gates, I guess. Putting microchips in your vaccines. I'm joking. If you believe that, okay. Good luck with that. So, um, yeah, heart emoji. I like that one. Sometimes it's all they can say. It's better than words. I don't know. This whole thing of having conversation is in gifts and emojis. Uh, the women are better on the emojis, I think. Guys are good on the ironic gifts, especially the nasty ones. The nasty gifts, not the nasty guys. But uh, I've had a couple of conversations recently in gifts, i.e., animated sort of film snips, and uh, it's somewhat amusing, uh, I guess. I don't know, I prefer an old-fashioned phone call, but that's crazy talk, right? If I go on Tinder, I usually, if I click, suggest a phone call. A lot of people are, don't want to do that nowadays. So we'll come into a fork. BK's checking his map, but there's an arrow. I saw an arrow, that's all they need to follow. So, we're going up the hill. I have a feeling that we missed a big chunk, but I just don't know anymore. We haven't even come to the, um, what is it? There's a, a well, not a well, a pump, not a, a fountain that uh, produces red wine. Now, oh, I, I'm not sure where it is. It's in the, the early stages though. It only produces a little tiny trickle, so otherwise, You'd have whole swarms of Irish people, but it just moved over there permanently. He said, using a cheap stereotype about Irish people. I think you, are you allowed to do that when you're Irish, or oh, I just got word you're not allowed to do that anymore. I don't have the up-to-date rule book, I, so I, I, I retract it wholeheartedly. And uh, if any offence was caused, I uh, apologise the bottom of my heart. <sighs> so, we are walking through a suburb. Uh, looks fairly well to do, actually. I'm gonna have some water here. Gifts and emojis. 
I don't think I can say much about them. I could check my list of things to talk about, but how about I don't do that and uh, see what happens. I'm nearly a quarter way through, so today. Um, coming up to one kilometer. Of course, I'm walking faster than my usual pace. Today is Saturday, I missed yesterday. I need to get um, 150 heart points by tomorrow, which I think I'll, I'm on course to get, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, is that a police car? I don't know. It's red, it's got a sort of one of those lights, flashing lights on top. Well, it's not flashing. Well, I'm really, um, really scintillating today. Hold the front page. This, this is top quality stuff. What can I say? We're passing through a town with, or what is it? A town, I guess, with nice looking houses terrorists, but yeah, nice looking. And it's quiet though. And this would be late afternoon over there. He's because, or you know, he's at the end of his day walking. And uh, yeah, it's really quiet. You see, I think all the young people have left these towns. You see some that are more run down than this, but this isn't run down, but it's quiet. What's that on the right? I don't even know. Um, it's spookily quiet. Oh, there's a dog coming up, and BK doesn't like dogs, I think. I didn't see the dog, I just heard him. BK said, go away in Korean, or words to that effect. Now, he's really relying on his GPS, but surely the arrows are enough? Mind you, where are they? You see, I think if he's relying on GPS, it could go wrong, especially when there's buildings around. I hear the kids playing. I didn't see any arrow there. I mean, I followed the arrows the whole way and got lost once or twice, but not that much. It's strange, the town is empty and then we hear kids playing. I don't see them though. Did I see an arrow there to my right? So, yeah, could it be that I finally run out of things to say? Oh, there's blue stuff on the road. I don't know if that's arrows though. This town, 
I can see just empty buildings. And then we hear kids playing like a schoolyard, but I can't see them. It's almost like some sort of weird spooky movie. I probably could come up with a film idea from this and then as a distraction from writing my book. I mean, some might say this Camino is a distraction from writing my book. Okay, here's a pilgrim and BK is following him. This pilgrim looks like he knows where he's going. He's relaxed, not looking at his phone. Buen Camino. We must have met those two talking women again. Someone said hello and I can hear them now. I didn't see them. This is, where are those kids? I don't know. It feels like a, a dream to me. You could make a short around that place haunted by sounds or something. I did have a short idea about someone who woke up one day and all the bird song was gone. Also, the character was a, I decided was a sound editor or something. That's as far as I got. Went in my notes somewhere. I'm not short on, I suppose, ideas, but um, I stumble on the whole development side of it. Then often give up. So, Let's see. BK stopping getting his bearings. Oh, why doesn't he just... BK... Oh, there's a statue. No, he's going the other way. He's not following the pilgrim. You see, this is where technology can lead you astray. And I'm not one of these anti-Diluvian... Um, what's that other word? Luddites. I'm all for the technology, but I'm touching my headphones. I don't want to reset the video again by accident. Um, I'm all for technology, but if I see a pilgrim walking calmly and confidently in a certain direction, I tend to follow them. That's just me. I kind of like, he's done his homework, so I'll follow him. Also, now we have gone full circle. We're going in the other direction now. That's never good. And the sun is to the right. And anyone, any of my regular listeners will know, that's never good. So, what's he gonna do? BK, why didn't you follow that pilgrim? Maybe he's looking for, oh, hold on a sec. Is he looking for somewhere? No. Well, seems to me he's going the right direction now in terms of he's going roughly, oh, I was gonna say he was going west, but he's not anymore. I'm tempted to say he's going north now. Or maybe he's going west. I actually, don't listen to me. Do I know? Buen Camino. I love when the locals say Buen Camino. 
When a pilgrim says it, it's like, yeah, that's, they're a dime a dozen. When the locals say it, I'm like, oh, that's nice. I met some, uh, most of the locals seemed were nice, but there was one town I was in called, I mean, I presume we'll pass through it, Nachara, later on. I think I mentioned it before. I was there with Mark from New Zealand, and we just met this, uh, the guy who ran the hostel was so rude. I think he, I think he just hated pilgrims. And in fairness, maybe I would too, if, if I was doing his job. But I just started laughing. He was so rude, and I was so tired. And he was just giving us one key between us. It's not like we were, you know, buddy. I mean, we were buddies for the day, but like, we weren't walking the whole Camino together. No, one key. <laughs> and then Mark was asking about getting a top bunk, or no, a bottom bunk, rather. He started shouting at him about that too. Then he was shouting at me, and I just, <laughs> he said, follow upstairs now. And he's, Mark was following up, and I just started laughing. <laughs> I just, right in his face, I just couldn't stop laughing. I went, not so much at him, but just, I was just tired. I was, my feet were aching. I'd walked 25 kilometers in the heat. My feet were sore. I was trying to be nice, and he was just shouting at us. And I just, I started laughing. <laughs> and Mark started laughing too, I think. Then, shortly afterwards, the next contingent came. We could hear the shouting at them as well. I mean, I guess, it, he had a system that worked for him. He was tired of all the pilgrims pushing him around. I know when I used to lecture in the university, they didn't even call me a lecturer. They called me assistant lecturer just so they could pay me less. And because I didn't have a PhD, all I knew was how to make films, not how to write long, boring theses about them. One might put forward that argument. Anyway, I'm not saying that. I'm just throwing it out there as Donald Trump would say, a lot of people are saying, you know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Don't mind me. I'm talking nonsense. But BK, oh, I've just got a song for you. I heard it on the radio the other day. And all I have to do is change one letter. BK. Because, because, BK. BK, because, because, BK. Oh, I don't know the rest of the words. The, the original song is Biko about Steve Biko, a South African freedom fighter who was beaten to death in a police cell. I saw the film. I think it was by Richard Attenborough, was, am I right? I saw it in the Clada Palace Cinema in Galway, which is now replaced by an apartment block. And uh, I remember it was obviously on long, it was certain too long, so they had to change reels. They had an intermission in between. You don't get that anymore. Well, you get it if you go to the uh, opera and the cinema. Something really nice about an intermission. Of course, it also means 
you spend more money eating junk usually, but I do like opera in the cinema in some ways, I have to admit. I prefer it to live, but that depends on the seats you get. It's so well done though, the way they um, cover it. It's so well done. It's a good introduction to opera. I guess if you're gonna go to an opera, I don't know. I, I, I started, the first one I went to was La Traviata. I was familiar with the story that it was about a, a what do they call her, a courtesan or something, like, she wasn't, it's not quite a prostitute, but it's someone of a lower rank who wouldn't have been written about at the time. I think that was quite revolutionary if, if, I, if, if I'm right. And if I'm wrong, then it wasn't. Simple as that. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The universe will keep spinning or expanding or whatever it does. Actually, they say the universe is expanding and then eventually it will implode. Will we know? Maybe it's imploding already. Would we know if it was? <laughs> They'd probably figure it out too late. They'd be like, oh, interesting discovery. Uh, turns out the universe is imploding. Oh, says a gentleman smoking a pipe whilst peering into a telescope or something, tapping on a computer. And the, his colleague says, oh, that's interesting. Buon Camino. That's interesting. Um, I say, old chap, have I, I've suddenly just, well, once you put a pipe in there, you're kind of like, you might as well make him English. Not that I can do the accent. I say, old chap, how, how much time have we left? He's like, oh, well, I'm just doing the calculations now, old chap. Maybe, do you want to put it on the kettle? Maybe we'll have a pot of tea while, I, while I'm working this out. So, says Jeffrey. So, um, Jeffrey is doing the sums whilst Tristan goes off to make the tea. Is that an English name, Tristan? Or is it a sort of Anglo-Irish name? Why do I think that? Anyway, that's his name, nothing to do with me. So, Tristan goes off to make the tea. Jeffrey smokes his pipe and calmly, methodically works through his calculations. And he's slightly excited, actually, because he's thinking, I can write a, p a paper on this. Post-doctoral thesis, and uh, about the universe is now imploding. So he's doing the sums. Tristan is making the tea. Pot of tea, loose leaf tea, not tea bags, proper English tea. Uh, from I'm glad you asked. Tailors of Harrogate are the uh, suppliers of this fine tea, Yorkshire tea. And uh, so he makes a good pot of Yorkshire tea by tailors of Harrogate, Harrogate and uh, brings it in, lets it draw for a while, gets out the china, pours the milk first, like any proper tea drinking person. That's how my mother does it. And uh, takes out a couple of uh, rich tea biscuits, puts them on the saucers, pours the tea, comes back into Jeffrey, I say, old chap, how are the calculations going on the implosion of the universe? 
And Jeffrey is there. Oh, nearly there. Tristan, oh, thanks for the tea. Mm. Stops. Takes a sip. Goes, mmm, that's quite refreshing. You always make a good cup of tea, Tristan. He observes Riley. Why would you observe that, Riley? He observes... Uh, he just observes. Let's get rid of the... The, uh... Adverb, I'm gonna say. Yes, adverb. Oh my god, BK is now walking through a field. This is insane. In the membrane. That was a song once, I believe. Insane in the membrane. BK, you are insane in the membrane. You're walking through a meadow. Is that a meadow or a field? What's the difference? I don't know. There's a sort of path in the middle of it, but I use the term path loosely. And he keeps holding up his phone. I'm like, as I said, I'm no Luddite, but I follow the confident looking pilgrims is my philosophy. Mind you, I've gotten trouble following confident people before. Sometimes they're the most full of SH1T. Overconfident colleagues never trust them. You gotta trust the kind of insecure, questioning guys like me. Because I'll think about all the angles. And anyway, back to Jeffrey and Tristan enjoying the tea. And uh, Tristan says, Would you mind terribly, old chap, if I asked you to put out your pipe? You know it doesn't agree, it's agree with me. And it is that time of year, after all, when my hay fever, hay fever is really playing up, old chap. And Jeffrey says, oh, Of course, Tristan, my apologies. Puts out his pipe. And uh, Tristan gets up to open the window, just let some air through. He opens a window on each side of the room to let the air move through. I used to wonder why when you open, say, a front door and then you open a back door, how the air immediately rushes through as if somehow the wind at the front door becomes aware that you opened the back door. This is the kind of stuff I think about. My friend Brian, Brian Kelly, had to explain to me, well, it's, the pressure is there all the time. It's just waiting to go through. So that's the kind of stuff I think about. I still, it still feels like the pressure is there, but the front door is open. And it's only when you open the back door that it goes flying through. So I don't know. I guess, it, yeah, uh, let's, let's leave it as a mystery. <laughs> oh, BK, where are you going? I don't like the look of this. I mean, maybe he's worked out a shortcut. So back to, um, well, before I get back to Tristan, Shandy, no, Tristan and Jeffrey. Tristram Shandy, that was, was that the first comic novel ever written? read a bit of it, it's some really long sentences, quite, yeah, funny, I mean, I imagine James Joyce must have got some inspiration from that. I can hear the scholars furiously disagreeing with me as I speak, spluttering on their pipes. 
So, which brings me back to, well, I did want to say another thing I observed, like the thing about opening the front door, and then you open the back door and the wind rushes through, as if it knew the wind at the front says, okay, the back door is open, let's go. Uh, maybe I've discovered something there that no one's thought about before, but probably not. Um, so, another thing I discovered similar to that was, um, not discovered, maybe, maybe, yeah, let's, let's go with discovered, was, I was in Trinity College once, God, have I told this before, uh, watching, there's birds, pigeons or something on the lawn, the cricket lawn, there at the back of Trinity College. And a load of the, the, just, I don't know, there's a hundred of them or whatever. They all got up from one point in the lawn in one move, flew up, flew around and landed at another point in the lawn, maybe 20 yards away or 20 feet, whatever. And uh, I was like, how did they do that? It felt like, well, why did they do it as well? But also how? There's like some communication going on. I do not know what BK is doing now, but maybe he's worked out a shortcut. That said, I see a road to the left. It's probably where he should be. And maybe this is, maybe I walked this. I don't remember though. Maybe this is the proper way, but he keeps stopping and checking his bearings. I don't know. Anyway. It's not really our problem. I'll just walk to the end of this video, which is in uh, 20 minutes time. And that's me done. So, uh, Jeffrey and Tristan. We forget about Tristan and Shandy for the moment. Tristan Shandy. Then there's Miles Nagopoline, Flan O'Brien. He must have been inspired by that too, I think. More scholars spluttering into their pipes or cornflakes right now, um, depending on the time of day. And uh, Craig Ferguson, the um, former late night presenter, used to have a pipe at times, didn't he? He'd suddenly pick it up and pretend to smoke it to look intelligent. I do like his style, I have to say. I only discovered him recently. He's really talented and funny. I like him. And he's got that couldn't give a damn attitude. That's wonderful. I guess that's kind of a late night TV thing. So, uh, well, we're on a path. I can confirm we're on a path. So, of sorts. So, Tristan is, no, Tristan, no, Jeffrey is doing the equations, finishes off his tea. Uh, Tristan behind him finishes his tea. And he's kind of slurping his tea, which Jeffrey finds annoying. That delays his calculations further. So he's kind of relieved when Tristan finishes the tea, his tea. No more slurping things to Jeffrey. Riley to himself, maybe you could say Riley for that. And uh, uh, be a good chap and wash those dishes, please, uh, says Jeffrey, who's clearly the boss. Oh my God, we are now going through 
we're now going off the path onto like barren land or what would you call it? It's just like clay and stones. It's it's ploughed land actually. Or is that no it's not ploughed, that's just tracks from a vehicle or it is ploughed. I'm not an expert on agriculture. There's parallel tracks, but then there's ones going all different directions. So, if you're not looking at this, tough luck. I can't explain. I can just say lots of brown stone, I mean, clay with stones, houses in the distance. No clear path. It's official. BK is lost. We're lost. We're all lost. But that's okay. He was lost, he shall be found. Right? Oh, speaking of which, this looks like a type of a path. Once again, I'm using the term very loosely at this stage. I'm using it more hopefully than accurately. So, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey goes out, no, Tristan, to wash the cups. And they're nearly out of liquid, and he's kind of annoyed. He's saying, typical Jeffrey, he's in a bad mood today. But also, he bought that cheap washing of liquid. You know the type, you have to use loads of it to get any suds. And there's no hot water. You know those kind of buildings, there's cold water. So he's kind of feeling a bit down. He's like, oh, I'm sick of this job. Anyway does his best to wash the dishes, but the cups, but they're still kind of gre greasy afterwards. So every time you have a cup of tea, I forgot to mention that earlier, oh, BK is shaking his phone to try and, you know that thing you do, you're meant to shake it in a figure of eight to get your coordinates back. I'm telling you, you should have followed the confident looking pilgrim. At least if he got lost, you wouldn't be on your own. And you could blame it on someone else. So, uh, yeah, when you drink the tea out of those cups, you get those kind of bubbles of grease floating to the top. It's not very, oh, I had a nice word in my mouth, in my head there, it never made it to my mouth. It's not very, oh, it's gone. Okay, it's not very nice. That's not the word I was going for at all. I had a much better word. Oh, no. Okay, well now we're going, at least the sun is to our left, and we're on a proper path. So, in fact, it's on our left, maybe coming around to the front. I don't know. BK is panting a bit. So Jeffrey um, finished washing the dishes. Oh, they don't even have a proper, they've got a thing for, uh, a squeegee thing for cleaning them, but it's kind of all frayed and black. And he ends up rubbing some smears off the cup with his thumb. Yeah, depressing, right? Well, all the female listeners are going, oh God. The bachelor is going, oh, sure, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, comes back into Tristan who has, oh, actually, he's lit up his pipe again, because he's, he's kind of like, you know, F Jeffrey, I'm not his boss, or, uh, sorry, 
I am his boss. I'll smoke my pipe if I want. Tristan is like, oh, God. I can't bring it up again. Anyways, how's, how are the calculations going, old chap? And Tristan said, oh, nearly there. So, and Jeffrey says, so the universe is definitely imploding. Tristan says, oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, of that much, I'm sure. And just give me a minute, I'll tell you how long it will take to fully implode. And then he's, so it's a bit of quiet descent. And Jeffrey continues. He's not, is the computer actually crashed? So he's trying to do it on a piece of paper from a printout. He's writing away solemnly and he's kind of, Jeffrey's looking at him. No, Tristan is looking at him, thinking he looks a bit tense and a bit concerned. Everything all right, old chap? He said, looking up from the Times, the Telegraph crossword, which in fact he had just picked up a minute ago. He was trying out, a, trying to finish the Telegraph crossword to pass the time whilst was Jeffrey finished his calculations. Oh, there's pilgrims ahead, report. Pilgrims ahead, or peregrinos, as we call them in Spanish. Peregrinos at 12 o'clock. Oh no, they're going the other way. Oh no, they've got, one of them is carrying a bag on her head. Hi, Buen Camino. He won't, he refuses to ask for directions. That said, they would have told him if he was going the wrong way. And I bet his, GPS is working again now anyway. And also, it couldn't be the other way because, why? Kids, why? Come on, I'm, I'm not continuing until someone answers. You, um, there, Brian Kennedy in the back seat. You don't know. Oh, that's great. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. You refuse to answer. Okay. Fake news, uh-huh. Sorry, that was just as soon as I said Marjorie. Is that even her name? Tea Party, QAnon type. Anyway, Sinead there, Sinead Egan. What say you, say us you? Correct. We would be going the wrong way because if we turned around because the sun would be on our right. Because we're traveling, which direction are we traveling? Michael Fury. From, there's a Dubliner's reference for my literary audience. Michael Fury? Oh, are you okay, Michael Fury? You seem to have pneumonia. <laughs> Another reference there for my pipe-smoking literary crowd. Um, put out that pipe, Michael Fury. That's not going to help your pneumonia. Correct, because he's going west. Correct. Well done. Michael Fury, go home and tend to that pneumonia and don't be standing out in the rain all night catching your death of cold she doesn't love you okay enough highbrow references there to the dead short story from correct the dubliners by anyone anyone james joyce correct there's another good little clip on YouTube from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Just look up Ferris Bueller, anyone. It's quite amusing. The teacher, repeating the word, anyone, 
anyone. So, I nearly said anywho there, but I resisted the urge. Nothing good ever came of that, of saying anywho, either ironically or otherwise. I'll take some water. Anyway, Tristan is stuck on the last word. It just finished the penultimate word. There's a $10 word for you, penultimate. In Telegraph Crossword. And he's got the last word, and it's like seven letters. First letter, G. Third letter, A. Fifth letter, P. And the definition is, uh, let me see, he's looking for the definition. But before he can find it, Tristan turns around and goes, or Jeffrey, rather, turns around and goes, oh no, oh, yeah, Jeffrey, uh, uh, Tristan, old chap, sorry, I keep mixing up our names for some reason. I've just calculated it, and it would seem that the universe is about to fully implode and destroy itself in eight, no, ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, Oh God, four, oh no, two, one, kaboom. And the last thought, I know I could have told the story better, but the last thought that uh, Tristan had was, and I never solved the time, the telegraph crossword for the, ever in my life. First time I was close to it. See, if I actually didn't make up the story on the spot, I'd plant that at the start. There's some storytelling tips, kids. Plant the telegraph crossword early on. And the milk tea with the greasy blobs on top of it, on the surface. And the universe ends, and thus endeth the story. So, there you go. You can have that one if you want it. Do what you like with it. I'll take 10% of the profits. Thank you very much. So. Uh, I think I'll slow down to 4.6. Uh, check my hard points on Google Fit. I've got to keep the Google people happy. Phone's covered in sweat, he'd be glad to know. We're crossing the road here onto another path. Looks familiar, but then again, a lot of it looks familiar, so I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, what am I checking? Google Fit. Oh, 44 heart points and heart rate. Oh, 155 of 150. Great, I've hit my weekly quota, quotient, quota, whatever. I've actually done more than that, but that's another story. So here we go down the lane. Bit of shade, bit of downhill. Getting a bit of deja vu, but that doesn't mean much, really. Let's see how long we got left. Should have spaced that story out a bit more. Seven minutes, not too bad. I was going to say poor Jeffrey and, what's his name? Uh, anyone? Anyone? Tristan. But in fairness, 
story that ends with the end of the universe, or the one that we're in right now. It's kind of, you could say it's tragic for everyone, or not tragic at all, because everything is wiped out. But then, how can there be nothing? Ooh, deep, deep. How can there be nothing, not even space? He asked. First person to ever wonder about that. Hmm, interesting. Um, so. All I have to do now is walk for another hot six minutes or so. Yeah, not even. He'll have a map at the end of the route as well, so. Good. So I managed to talk without looking at my notes. Came up with a good entertaining story with a bit of uh, intrigue, drama, suspense. Dramatic ending. Lacking in humor, perhaps. Oh, I can put that in, in the next pass. Here's an arrow, an orange arrow. Normally yellow. I'll take it, it's an arrow. So, and my phone is beeping probably to tell me I've hit the required number of points. That's got the same sound as if I get a Tinder match or a Tinder message. Let's not get too excited though, it's probably just Google Fit saying, oh, two beeps, saying congratulations. Let's see, what do we have here? Let's have a look. Oh, I'm getting a few texts. Oh yeah, and nice finish, exclamation mark. You achieved both your goals today. You met at the World Health Organization's weekly something or other. Heart points thingy, okay. That's gotta be good, unless it's all fake news. WHO, do we like them or not? What's the current status? Yeah. If we disagree with them, it's fake news. That's how it works. If we agree with them, it's the truth. I'm sticking with that. It's worked for me so far. So the phone just gives me nothing but positive kind of uh, encouragement. Above and beyond, you've achieved both your goals. It never says you're a lazy good for nothing. Uh, just, well, had enough of that in my life. I'm able to supply all the negativity I need. So I, I need my phone to supply some positivity, some ersatz positivity to counteract it. Is that the right, right use of ersatz? I don't know. Some artificial, digital, let's call it digital positivity to counteract my analog negativity. That's either quite deep and poetic or absolutely meaningless. Uh, I shall let you decide. Be the judge of that. So we're walking through are these vineyards. Or I mean, I know I know nothing about leaves and plants and things, but no, they're not vineyards. Are they? It's just green stuff to the right, kind of high, kind of bushy, hedgy kind of stuff to the left. And because uh, the vineyards are organising kind of clumps, aren't they? Everything's kind of with laneways between them. We're about to overtake someone. And uh, I'm looking forward to finishing this. Buen Camino. Hi. Hey. (sighs) 
This seems familiar. I have a vague memory of two American women I met, young American women. And I asked them, no, I said, Buen Camino, and they just ignored me and stared through me. Regular listeners will know how much I hate that. Then I met them later somewhere else. One of them asked me where the toilet was, or where the washroom was, or the restroom, whatever. And I told her, and she didn't say thank you. As you can see, I've let it go. I'm not holding on to it in any way, because I'm so zen. I'm just letting you know that's the kind of thing an uptight person would hold on to. So be warned, kids, don't be that person. Be like me. I've totally let go. I'm surprised I even remember it. And I send out love, joy, and happiness to them. So there. I'm coming to the end of a trail into a town, which must be Puente la Reina, the bridge of the King, King's Bridge. So, oh, and we've gone to the map. Day four over from Pamplona to Iruna, on to, oh, my phone has just slipped down my sweatpants. Okay, and it's caught down by my shoe. Photographs, then the map is showing the elevation going up and down. Alto del Perdón. I bought the fruit, there is the picture, the, the statues. Then down a big hill to Ortega and on to Albanas and then to Puente Lorena, I think. Ta-da! Seven hours, 53 minutes, 529 meter incline. Okay, and that's over. So we missed, uh, yeah, there's three hours missing there. And some of my story might be lost in there too. We'll figure that out tomorrow. Okay, over and out, uh, God bless. And uh, will I go up to an hour? No, I won't, I'll give you all a break. Okay, I kind of feel like letting my treadmill go to 4.4. Yeah, kilometers, that's just, just the way I am. Okay, but I'll bring my speed down because I'm nearly there. So down to 4K. And uh, I'll try and be more entertaining during the week now or tomorrow, Sunday. I'll have some good bullet points ready for you guys. So we've, I've finished my 18 hours of walking and I uh, followed four days of BKV from Korea on his Camino. As I said, I'm doing it in Galway, Ireland. I don't know where you're doing it. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, I'm just waiting now for my treadmill to come up to 4.4 kilometers. It's like 4.373, five, six, Six minutes. So I'm going to be there any second. 4.38678. Oh, okay, we're really nearly there. Okay. Six, seven. Universe about to end. Eight, nine. Kaboom.